0: scaling a business, um, is, is a recipe and that's going to work in, in, in any niche, um, that there is, there has to be SOPs. Um, everybody has to own their lane and be in their, their role. Um, and, uh, it's very important to have that corporate structure. Um, and that's what I find in in this industry is um, something that is a struggle for a lot of uh, a lot of wholesale and, and real estate investing owners. Um, a lot of a lot of hustlers out there got into the business and they got very lucky on a forty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars assignment fee. Now they think they have a business, and now they're just going to start throwing money into marketing. And you know, when we talk about um, your company spending one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a month uh, on PPC and and, and social retargeting, um, that is extremely familiar numbers to me. Um, because uh, I think it's an almost exact parallel to what I'm used to doing. Um, social media, if you don't know what, you know, for the audience out there, retargeting, um, you know, initial targeting is something that you would look at for brand development and brand awareness uh, for retargeting. That's really going to be a sweet spot in a one-two punch for your PPC campaigns. Um, and for me, building out the proper marketing channels is extremely important because that's your lead funnel and marketing is our ask and we don't get what we don't ask for. And the more you ask for, the more you get. Mic check. I'm good. Mic check, mic check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, It just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances.
1: The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey your number one spot for business and
0: personal growth is the online hustlers podcast with your host Esteban Andrade
1: what's going on everyone that is listening to this podcast today the online hustlers podcast we have a special episode as you know, uh, the previous guests that been here, they're being so great, so good at spinning the fire, the actionable nuggets, actionable tips, things that will help your business grow and ultimately, you will connect with them because that's, uh, some of them share different stories and different ways to do their business and how they grew from being a hustler to an actual smart hustler, I call it this way, uh, where they have now businesses doing multi-millions. We had Tiffany High in the previous episode, Steve Tranks. And now today we have Forrest Blackburn. And the reason why I'm actually excited is because this individual has been one of the architects that I want to say civil engineers and, and developing the, the the operations behind uh Buys Houses. So if you guys are not a little bit aware of of this so Tarek is very well known in HGTV um, for a flip or flop and there is always architects and masterminds behind all these high level operations and obviously Forrest uh, has been heavily involved in this so we all can recognize that from him but today we're going to meet him and we're going to meet him in a deeper level we're going to de- meet him when he we, he started as a young hustler, and now where he's at, where he helped going from 40K to 2 million, 2 million a month on the real estate investing business and wholesaling. So I'm really excited for this episode. Let's get Forrest right in here. What's going on, my man, Forrest?
0: How are you, man? Good to see you. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Good to see you. We actually shared uh, a stage on Ricardo Rosales' event on the RE, Real Estate Entrepreneurs, back in Houston. And uh, man, like the things that you've been uh, doing and, and moving so fast, uh, but also, like you called it surgically scaling businesses, right? Uh, it's yeah. been impressive. Um, and I'd love to, for the audience in here to understand who Forrest is. And uh, it seems that you came from the music industry
0: well, that was originally uh, my background. I started off when I was a kid, you know, as an actor, um, doing TV and and mm-hmm. you know a bunch of little nonsense, doing a lot of theater, traveling around the country, <clears throat> and that parlayed into the music business. Um, I was on the production side and then on the talent side, and um, I was signed with Capitol Records for a while and toured around and had some fun. But being in front of those those audiences and being able to control a crowd and control an audience and and you know uh, invoke emotion um, whenever needed. Um, definitely helps in the sales process. And um, that's really kind of where I learned how to navigate people. I went to Pepperdine University. I minored in psychology. Um, That also helps in mirroring and NLP and ways to really get through to your targeted audience. And um, in in our case, that would be a seller, right? Or on the disposition side of buyer. Um, But those are two totally different animals. Uh, One's B2C, One's B two B, so there's an entirely different mindset that that, that falls, uh, you know, into those categories.
1: Well, you're coming from the entertainment industry, obviously, and me, now mixing it to sales and everything. Do you think I did a great job introducing you there here in this episode? Like, what, what's your what's your opinion on that? No, I <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> I I definitely <laughs> appreciate that, and um, you know, that's uh that that title and and that. Um, That role that I played for nearly two years um, working for Tariq Buys Houses, um, when I first started there, um, they were kind of at uh, at an impasse. Um, They needed to make some some very major structural changes, and that's what they brought me in for. And previous to uh, really focusing on the real estate industry, um, I started a a marketing company in 2011, soft start in 2009. Uh, kind of learning the ropes, but really, uh, took wind in, in 2011. Um, and I took that from seven reps to over 1500 reps nationwide and 17 franchisees. Um, it was a real sales monster. Um, and marketing was the the product we were selling to small and medium businesses. Um, you know, brand development, local SEO, um, very small scale stuff. This is when the term SEO was still kind of the wild West and now it's an entirely different animal, but, um, and that scaled very, very quickly. And, um, I, uh, I learned what works and what doesn't work. I spent a lot of money to make mistakes and fail forward. Um, but um, I, I, I learned very quickly that in certain different niches, there are certain tricks and tools that you use that, that optimizes each individual industry, whether you're working with dental franchises or, or legal franchises or real estate franchises. Um, there were different tools and tricks that worked. Um, Moving forward into wholesale and the wholesale industry, I'm fourth generation real estate. I uh, in, in the corporate world and working with Fortune 500s, there was a lot of different things that we would apply to different niches. And moving forward into the wholesale industry and working in real estate investing, um, I just found that every trick and tool that works in every singular niche, um, you put it in a blender and it really kind of has an amazing corporate layer that we can layer over um, into the wholesale industry. And I find that in most wholesale companies, whether it's a business or a company, depending on your scale and your size. Um, it's just something that works. And it's a blueprint that uh, I've been able to very successfully put into play. And um, moving forward to working with Tarith Houses, um, I uh, I was able to um, infiltrate that infrastructure and, and embed that into their systems. And it was very successful. Um, we made amazing strides within the first six months, and we rode that out for a while, and I was with them for the better part of two years and, um, we, uh, um, we had an, an amazing run. And, um, now, uh, I took a break, uh, in April from that. And, uh, in June, um, I got a, a, a very, um, persistent, uh, conversation going with, uh, from Cody Sperber and Brian Apples mm. to come on and, and do the same thing, uh, with green elephant development. And we're right now, because it, it started in June, um, we are just now seeing towards the, the the light at the end of the tunnel on all of the tweaks and infrastructural changes that um, I had to come in and implement. A lot of things need to be shaken out like an etch-a-sketch and kind of reworked and re-strategized. Um, but really, it comes down to building a foundation. And you cannot scale on a house of, uh, made on sand. And you certainly can't scale a skyscraper uh, on a foundation of sand. And um, I dream big. And um, I, I'm a big believer in the laws of attraction and if you say it's going to happen and you truly believe it everything will fall into place and it does and um i I believe it so much because i've I've experienced it so much and i've been very fortunate in being able to see things through Um, and i'm really excited on um where we're at right now with green elephant development Um, there's been a lot of market changes so that's been a lot of uh a, a lot of uh pivoting uh, to incorporate a lot more creative finance and and a lot more innovations, and um, really uh, strengthening PPC and strengthening the marketing blade um, to be able to generate those uh, pain motivated and not money motivated leads, uh, because that makes all yeah. the difference. In, in wholesale, we're cool. we're offering a low offer, and if all they want is a big offer, we're not really aligned in the conversation. So having pain in those leads is 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 a major major part. And you know, people ask me, like you said in the intro. About some of those numbers. Um, You know, to to make record breaking revenue, you have to have a record breaking spend. And to have a record breaking spend, you have to have confidence to be able to do that. You have to do a lot of split testing. And, um, you know, when you're spending a half million dollars a month um, to achieve over $2 million a month, um, that's kind of what it takes. But you can't just throw money at it. You have to be very surgical and you have to really analyze
1: everything every day. Well, man, this is a very interesting because. Well, you started the marketing, like you started being becoming a marketing expert and consultant, and being able to grow that real fast. I guess after your music industry, after the music industry, is that is that kind of how it went?
0: Yeah, so uh, I was I was kind of uh, the music was always my passion, still is, um, but it was my vocation at the time as well. And um, you know, I was very fortunate to get some you know amazing signing bonuses that I blew through very quickly um i was living in penthouse uh hotels on sunset Strip what's your what's your
1: genius in in, in, in in music like I, I love to understand what's your genius like producer so or i i uh,
0: yeah no, i'm i'm a singer um but i'm a writer i play every instrument except the drums anything with strings or keys um that's my bag but i'm a singer by trade and a writer and i've got about 220 published songs and and uh, most of my stuff is all licensed through the ufc Um, I was the music supervisor for the UFC for a little more than a year out in Las Vegas. And um, uh, this was after uh, my stint uh, with Capitol Records, where it really kind of became work. Um, My attorneys and their attorneys got in the mud on a number of different things, and we got shelved. Um, which means you get put on a back burner. There's no promotions, there's no tours. Um, So from that, I started working in marketing and I worked for Paramount Pictures in their marketing division for a minute uh, for about eight months. And um, we were, there was this, this was in the MySpace days. This is even, you know, pre-Facebook. Facebook was just about to start crowning. And, uh, um, we, were, we were getting a lot of uh, money being allocated and diverted away from bus stops and billboards with Paramount uh, for our releases towards this new medium on Google, uh, digital advertising and digital marketing through Google. When uh, the UFC called, I went out and did that for a while, and that was a lot of fun, and I was able to license all my own music because I was in the driver's seat on who I could choose. Um, smartest thing I ever did. It's mailbox money now every quarter, and uh, it's the only thing that pays me from the music that I built before. Um, so that was a smart move, but when I came back from that, um, you know, I told my fiance at the time, my wife now, um, again, laws of attraction. I said, I want to, I want to move to Laguna beach and I want to find a company, a good company to work with in this Google space in Irvine, California. And, and, um, we moved to Laguna and I found uh, a company in Irvine within a week. And, um, I did that for, I became their director of sales after about six months of, of coordinating all their offices and scaled them very quickly and, um, learned that in that i also learned what not to do as far as uh, lack of fulfillment on the back end and things like that so i branched off and started my own company so really my training on that began in 2009 when i was done with my ufc stint uh that ran through 2008 um and in 2011 i branched off and started my own company and grew it from seven agents to 15 agents and it was crazy and um uh, again Failing forward, learning from my mistakes. Um, not everybody has their halo on straight when you're in sales. And really finding what can be a hurt when people are overpromising and under-delivering. Um, being able to chew out those, uh, uh, those, those franchisees from the enterprise. And I ended up streamlining. I had a, My biggest office was 280 reps. I had 280 seats outside my office door. And that was my main office. And um, I uh, had a $180,000 a month lease uh, on this building. And I streamlined that and made everybody remote. And this is obviously way before COVID, um, and uh, a decade before COVID, really, uh, or close to it.
1: You pioneered um, the virtual. You you pioneered the virtual. Type of wholesaling.
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know that. And that was all in marketing. That was all in in brand development, website sales, okay. we serviced uh, yeah. from 2011 to 2020. We serviced about 50,000 clients. Everybody got a website, so 50,000 websites, and uh, it was all through WordPress. So it was very easy for people to utilize and do, and they would have ownership huge. of it. Um, but I, I, I don't know that I pioneered virtual working. But I will say that when I did cut back and I did make everyone remote. Um, I did find that I got much more production out of people sitting at home with a cat in their lap getting their work done than I did having them in the office, you know, uh, uh, floating off in their mind, looking at YouTube and, and nonsense. And, um, and that that was very eye-opening for me. It also cut a lot of my overhead. Um, yes. And in that, I streamlined the process and, and turned a lot more profit. And I was able to um, then uh, bring in partners uh, on the deal and um i made an affirmation that someday i'd just like to be sitting at home watching all of this you know from my house on, on different monitors and i got my wish and for about three years i got kind of complacent so i got back out and became a consultant for fortune 500s and and a lot of big companies um, and big brands travelocity ups um and uh about a dozen of them i suppose and that's when I got a phone call from the HGTV crowd and Tariq al partner, Pete. And uh, we started talking about uh, my involvement and it took wings very quickly.
1: So you, okay, so you're coming from this basically digital marketing side and growing uh, within the music industry and having relationships with the warrior industry, which is a UFC. Uh, and, yeah. and, and getting uh, the mar- digital marketing side just ramped up to the point they're like, hey, at some point, I'm gonna be using this, as, of course, for other things that digital marketing is like almost everything here and right now in every single business. And we're a marketing yeah. agency, all right? So we are a digital marketing agency. We do uh, real estate investors and wholesalers. That's, uh, that's our avatar. And we do PPC awesome. and Facebook ads. Um, we also help them with content and everything. But uh, I, I, I obviously want to make sure that people understand that you coming from this type of background I'm pretty sure uh, you already understood the virtual the virtual jobs, remote jobs and being able to scale that in the business level, but also how digital marketing plays a really big role into what needs to be happening. Uh, we I actually sure. you I actually share uh, the build the same building as one of the biggest uh, real estate investors slash wholesalers in the country, the, the property force. So they actually are about four mil per month. Um, that's you know, Property Force is basically one of my neighbors, and uh, these guys like have it like here publicly. We're, we we want to beat Open Door, right? We want to be bigger than Open Door. That's about a big about task. It is. They, they have a. They spend about one hundred eighty thousand dollars on ad spend. It's, like this is paid advertising itself. That includes. PPC and Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. you're coming into Tarek El El, El- Musa. Um, is that how I pronounce his name? Yeah. Yeah, you're you go. good. Yeah. El yeah. Musa. And you're being asked to jump in into another industry, an industry never been before. That's now real estate flipper. Like, I don't know what you guys were doing. Uh, and I see this guy everywhere. I see his ads everywhere. And I also he is running motivated seller lead generation. Everywhere I've seen him in the past couple couple of years. So how mm-hmm. do you get plugged into that real estate investing side? And uh, w- what is it that you did in order to like take it from like very small revenue mm-hmm. month to like very big revenue per month? Yeah, so um, you know, scaling
0: a business um, is is a recipe, and that's going to work in 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 any niche uh, that there is. There has to be SOPs. Um, everybody has to own their lane and be in their their role, um, and uh, it's very important to have that corporate structure. Um, and that's what I find in in this industry is um, something that is a struggle for a lot of uh, a lot of wholesale and, and real estate investing owners. Um, a lot of a lot of hustlers out there got into the business and they got very lucky on a forty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars assignment fee. Now they think they have a business and now they're just going to start throwing money into marketing. And you know, when we talk about um, your company spending one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a month uh, on PPC and and, and social retargeting, um, that is extremely familiar numbers to me. Um, because uh, I think it's almost exact parallel to what I'm used to doing Um, social media. If you don't know what, you know, for the audience out there, retargeting, um, you know, initial targeting is something that you would look at for brand development and brand awareness uh, for retargeting. That's really going to be a sweet spot in the one, two punch for your PPC campaigns. Um, And for me, building out the proper marketing channels is extremely important because that's your lead funnel and marketing is our ask and we don't get what we don't ask for. And the more you ask for, the more you get. So don't be afraid to spend money, but you have to be aware that you have to do it in phases and you have to try to break each phase before you dial it up so that, that way you can confidently spend aggressively and, you know, not just spend $100 to make $2, you can spend $100 to make $200. Um, and, you know, I don't care about the cost per lead, I care about the cost per acquisition. I would much prefer to get two phone calls a day and close one of those deals than 10 phone calls a day and close one of those, uh, two of those deals. I'm going to burn out my sales team um, and, um, you know, when you have super high quality leads because you've spent the time to do that, um, your best salespeople know other best salespeople. And those people are going to come knocking on your door because they know that they're going to get silver plattered, something that is a win for them. Um, so for me, I, 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 uh, as soon as I get into a position, I've got to open up the kimono and take a look at what's going on behind the curtain and make very fast, very aggressive changes um, to be able to, to pull the right levers to, to make it all work. And you know, PPC is, is an awesome constant medium uh, for a marketing channel. Um, I also do a lot with television. I do a lot with radio. I do a lot with billboards and direct mail. I do a lot with cold calling and cold outreach through SMS. Um, There's really no medium that uh, I haven't that I don't do. I haven't done or I haven't tried. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be in positions where um, I can get that learned knowledge and I can have that experience on what wins and what works and what doesn't um, using other people's money. And, um, you know, when you when you when you go into a situation where you're not sure if something like Snapchat or TikTok um, is going to yield you a lot of leads and you can go and invest 100 grand every month for three months to try that out um to see what works and what doesn't um that's 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 a that's that's some serious education right there that's very expensive i mean most colleges are the good ones are 50 grand a year um when you're spending you know 90 dollars a month that's a very swift education um and you're not just testing you know you're not just dipping your toe in the water you're, you're definitely giving a valiant effort and you can figure out what works and what doesn't don't be afraid to split test that's how we learn you know we fail forward we always learn from our mistakes we, we celebrate our wins and we learn from our mistakes. And and uh, oftentimes we we um, don't, you know, it's like a football team looking at those replays. Um, you know, you don't show the replay where you say, you know, here's uh, number 11. They caught the ball and ran it all the way down. Let's give them applause. They don't learn from that. They say, here's number 11 when he dropped the ball because he heard steps and how to get away from that, and how to move forward better. Um, so we have to analyze our losses and we have to learn from those. And that's why podcasts like this, that's why networking events and seminars and boot camps and anything really that... Um, you guys out there in the audience can, can pour yourself into, you're going to rub elbows with people like me, like Esteban, like people that have tried this stuff out and have had, uh, you know, um, learning from mistakes. And that can save you uh, from having to have those costs and mistakes. What to stay away from. Don't touch the hot plate kind of mentality. And that enables you to move forward faster and, and scale and grow faster because you know what to stay away from and you know what to double down on. So um, for me, that's that's the most valuable thing is learning.